Hello and welcome back to the Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today I talk to Alan Swan, creator of OlderNotOver.com, a newsletter and podcast series aimed at inspiring people in their 30s and 40s who are pondering career changes. So far, he's interviewed Jack Reacher, author Lee Child, and Richard E. Grant, the actor, to name a few. He talks about a more positive attitude to ageing is needed and helping people to start that second or third career in their lifetime. So I'm joined today by Alan Swan. Alan has created a new site called OlderNotOver.com and he also has launched a podcast series where one of his first conversations was with the Jack Reacher author Lee Child. Lee Child was made redundant from a job he loved at 40, but he went on to become one of the world's biggest selling authors. So I suppose, Alan, you know, I like to think age is just an abstract and we, as a, as a culture, we tend to be focusing a little more on, on youth rather than substance. And I think we need to kind of change the narrative a bit. And tell us a bit about why you started Old or Not Over. It kind of started, I'm 41 now. Originally, it was called 38, Not Too Late. And a lot of things happened in my life in that age of 38. My father had a liver transplant and there was some personal issues that happened. I was kind of very happy in my career, but I was starting to get this feeling of kind of getting close to 40. Should I do something different with my life? I didn't know. And um, so I just said, look, I'll start making making a series about it. And obviously life got in the way and uh, you know things happened where I just banked the interviews and didn't know whether to turn into a book or not. And then a couple of months ago, uh, when in the middle of the pandemic, uh, my wife said to me, she goes, remember that 38 not too late thing you were doing? I said, yeah. She said, look, a lot of people are hurting right now. Um, you know, People have been forced into change that they that they might want. And maybe those interviews that you've done with those people might help them. And I went, that's actually a really good point. So I decided just to, to change the name from 38 not too late because it's now 41, I'm not done, or whatever. <laughs> well, fancy kind of title that I was going to come up with. But uh, I thought older, not over was a kind of a, a nice way of, of putting it. And I thought, do you know what? If I did a weekly newsletter with just some inspirational stories and an interview with somebody, it just might be something that might bring a bit of comfort to people and help some people along and help people maybe aren't um, suffering at the moment. Maybe their role, but 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 the the time they've had to reflect in lockdown or, or sitting at home, they might be going, do you know what, actually, maybe when things are a bit more clear and there's a bit more clarity in the world, maybe I will try and write that book or maybe I will try and become a beekeeper or, or do something that I'm really passionate about I'll parallel with the job that I'm doing at the same time. You don't necessarily have to quit. You can also kind of investigate a, a sideline as well. So yeah, so that's where it all came from. And tell us a bit about yourself, because I mean, this, this is obviously is a personal venture you've started, but you already have a, a very high-flying career. You're quite a busy man. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's high flying, but it's. I know I've been, I've been blessed for the last twenty years to work in the media industry, either as a as starting off as a presenter, as a radio presenter, and then was kind of um, a TV presenter for a while, presenting some TV kids TV shows, and then would do the writing and then producing. But kind of my love has always been producing and bringing people together and and creating shows. So worked on you know set up the iRadio radio stations would have helped set them up, and then for the last couple of years I've been working with RT with Two FM, where you know I produced the Hector Breakfast Show. I would have um, brought the Nikki and Jenny show together with Nikki Byrne and then I started a new role in the last couple of weeks, which is uh, leading all of Orti's branded content partnerships, which is which is really interesting because it's it's telly, it's radio, it's online, it's everything. So that's so I'm I'm incredibly lucky to have the career that I've that I've had, and just thought I'd do this little kind of kind of passion project um, just to put it out into the world and see what would happen and I'm, I'm glad for you and I'm glad that you're doing so well and, and but the thing is we have to realise where we're at now in the world it's it's 2020 we're about God knows how many weeks into lockdown now so let's say it's, I think it's probably six months since I, I last worked walked into an office and 
At the same time, we've got 400,000 people on uh, government-supported uh, subsidy. A lot of jobs, a lot of companies are hanging in by the uh, by, by a tread, really. Uh, we're, hen- we're entering into a really tough autumn-winter period where, let's just say, in, in, if you were in March earlier this year and you're working for a company that was doing really well, the chances are you may now be in a situation where you may, you may be facing redundancy. A lot of people will find themselves in a situation where that wasn't their expectation. That wasn't their life expectation six or seven months ago. They, for all intents and purposes, they had every reason to believe everything was going to be fine. And then COVID struck. And now you're in a situation where a lot of people will find themselves, you know, in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and where they feel they're not over, their careers aren't over, but it's probably going to be a hard time to, you know, get back in the jobs market reorientate, reskill if necessary, uh, in order to to stay viable. What, what, what thoughts have you for those people? And I suppose was that was that was that one of the prime considerations for for you know old or not over? Yeah, I think I've always been a firm believer of trying to do something as a career that you love, and mm. I've been very blessed and lucky. And I, I but I think I've worked hard as well to get to where I've been uh, or where I've got to. But I've always believed that, look, if you can try and do something that you love mm. and, and, I, and, I've, and I've shared that, that, that sentiment for my whole career and any talk that I've ever done or any interview I've ever done, I've always kind of said, and I, would, and I suppose when I started doing older and older, I was thinking about my own kids and I was thinking about, you know, how to support them when, when they get older and, and, and kind of saying to them, look, you need to kind of follow your heart. I'd be a big believer in that. W- within reason, I think, you know, you need good, strong friends to tell you when you're, you know, when you're in your head up against a brick wall and something's not working. But mm. at the same time, I think if you've got, we're, we're very lucky to live in the country that we live in. I, um, I think we've got great opportunities and I think we've got a very good country that allows you to do things that you want to do to, to a certain to a certain um, uh, to a certain point and I think that if you're in that position you should try and, and, and do your best to, to do what makes you happy I'm just a firm believer in it so I think that that maybe I hope that this pandemic is something that is only something that happens once in our lifetime. I, I hope this is just the, this, this this one thing only happens once ever in our lifetime. Mm. And I would always look in the positive and say, okay, so if you have time to slow down, if you're not spending four hours in the commute every day in the car, if you're not, you've got more time to spend with your family, you've got more time to think, and maybe you've got more time to follow feeling that you've got that gut feeling in your stomach or that itch that you've always wanted to scratch and maybe say do you know what i wanted to write that novel i'm going to sit down and i'm going to write one page today you know i you know i've always wanted to be a beekeeper how do you like how do i investigate that you know how do i you know, like i want to do painting just get a piece of canvas and sit down and just spend half an hour and see is it for you so that's that's really the sentiment behind it all and just because you might be 52 or 42 or 37, why not try it? I actually agree. I mean, one of my favourite authors is a guy called Bernard Cornwell and he just writes all these historical novels and one of his advices to, advice to aspiring writers was, you know, if you just write a page a day, you have a book in a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but but going back on, on what you were saying there as well, I mean, I was thinking a lot there, what's running through my head was that in, in life, like most of us, when we do our leaving cert in Ireland, that's the final year exam in Ireland. And you fill in your CAO form and you fill in a load of, tick, tick a load of boxes that you think sound like you might be interested in. You might be 
craving to get into a journalism course in DCU or dentistry in UCD and then suddenly down somewhere down the line you might tick the box on transport management or something you get your points you get your offer you take your offer mainly you want what you wanted but you'll do it for now and people get kind of railroaded into a kind of a, a, a career or something they do the right things they they whatever and then they find themselves by the early 20s a lot of men are going back to college or dropping out and starting again or whatever but some people end up in careers they're not happy with the mantra I've been hearing for many years over the last few years was that reality of the working world is you could have up to four or five different careers in your lifetime if you want. And, you know, many of the top jobs, the biggest paying jobs in places like Facebook or Google or Amazon, for example, are for people who are UX design experts. UX user experience didn't even exist as this one 10 years ago. Um, so there's it's possibilities. I mean, I, I, I would like to think that they've anting the lockdown has given us a better appreciation of time with family, that we're seeing the world in a bit in different light, where we're realising that your personal time is just as valuable as your work time. You know, maybe having not having a commute every day has helped a lot of people to realize that but looking looking forward i mean when you think about people who may have to start again or restart and i i totally agree with you you know if you do what you love if you can unfortunately sometimes um the, your, your passion doesn't always pay the wages but i think there's maybe time to consider it how a lot of people could be entrepreneurial i think one of the founders of linkedin didn't start linkedin till he was in about 45 for example so there's a lot of time for people if they really think of that way and this notion so what, what do you think of this notion of time like where suddenly there's this demarcation line you hit 50 you're over the hill i mean i i mean if you look at culture and you look at the way marketing is skewed towards uh you know let's the, the, the youth the youth culture uh, generation z my understanding really is that most people who have actually have the money to spend on things and aren't being marked to are over 50 yeah look i think there's always been when you see stuff like you know the, the hot 30 under 30 or you know, or if you see the way certain industries, you know, treat age in a really, really horrible way. Mm. I just, that you know, um, I think slowly but surely that's going to change because we all grow old in the end. You know, it's it's not something that you can just hit pause on. We all, yeah. we all get to a certain stage of our lives or we hope to get to a certain stage of our lives. And I think that maybe what has happened over the last kind of couple of months, as you said, there's this kind of great reset where people are kind of kind of sitting down and thinking to themselves mm, you know maybe not everything is as it seems and maybe you can do a lot more with your life i think that you're always going to have that issue with with marketing i think you're always going to have that issue with you know with certain with market share if you know what i mean that the, yeah the, the, like you will have companies that will want to grow and to grow they need to have a certain demo that they need to go after and that's yeah that, that's that's the world of business but mm. i think What's the most important thing is, is that people themselves are starting to believe that they can make a change later in life. And I think that's, that's the big win. If people themselves believe it, well, that's the most important thing. And that that's, that's kind of brings us to the next point is the interview you had with Lee Child. And uh, as you noticed there, he, he was made redundant from a job he loved at 40, but went on to become one of the world's biggest selling authors. What kind of insights did he give you into the predicament he was in and his view on life today and as, as, a, as a prolific author and a, a respected author? What, what struck me about Lee was he's a very pragmatic character. 
and I think that probably helped him an awful lot, that he knew somewhat that the, the job was going to come to an end. So he had a little bit of runway to prepare for what was going to happen. But at the same time, he made a decision and, and he loved reading. And he said, you know what, I'm going to write a novel. And he got himself a pen, a piece of paper, and he sat down and, and to your point, he wrote a page a day or two pages a day and he wrote the novel. Now, not everyone's going to write a Jack Reacher novel, but I think the sentiment behind Lee was, was that he, he decided to draw a line in the sand. He wasn't going to sit there and wait for someone else to solve his problem. He was going to make an attempt to solve it himself. If the, if it didn't work out for him, I think he would have got to it in a different route. He just seems like a very determined type of a person. I think that he's, he, what struck me about Lee is, is that he'll challenge everything. I don't think he's a man too much for authority. Um, so I think he you know, was very pragmatic, very bullish, and he was going to try and get to a certain destination. And not everyone has that type of personality. But I think the most important thing about Lee was, was that he was willing to try. He was willing to try and he was willing to fail. And I think if you're willing to try and you're willing to fail and you, and you, and like, it's better to try and, and fail than not try at all. Because I think for, for those people, you know, you'll get to the end of your life and, th- and that regret will be a horrible, horrible thing. But try and if it works, wow. And if, it, like, for instance, I put this podcast out into the world and two people could have downloaded it. It could have been my wife and my best friend. Mm. But a couple of hundred people on the first day subscribed. And I was like, oh, this is mental. Like, this is, and like from all over the world. And I was like, kind of going, wow. You know, but I, you know, obviously there was a bit of fear to put it out into the world. What would people think? But then when I put it out there, it's out there. And if it does well, great. If it doesn't, at least I know in a couple of years time, do you know what? Those interviews that were on the laptop, maybe they helped one or two people. And that, and that was what they were there for. And I, th- I suppose like looking forward, you know, as I said, we hope this pandemic we don't know is is a once in a lifetime thing i've never seen anything like it myself i've never seen society shook the way it has been but i've seen i've seen i've seen more good than i expected i see i've seen a lot of people do some very innovative things create things they never thought they would do you you are a case in point in terms of looking to the future of it how do you see how do you see older not over developing do you think there's um, a, a place where where more people can share their stories and insights to inspire others yeah, I think I think the newsletter. If I had a vision for it, I think the newsletter is kind of almost like a starting point, just to kind of just to build a small community. And I think that if older not over becomes maybe a hub for people that they can go and read these stories or have resources that can help them. Because I think what's very important for me is that these interviews aren't just aspirational interviews with really successful people and that I'm hoping that in the interviews that I I go through the process of how they got to that point like mm. how did they sort out their finances what kept them going during that did they what were the challenges did, did, did things happen to them they didn't expect like the the episode that just came out yesterday with Ross Savage uh, where she had a management job and then she became this world record rower um, Ross goes into how she funded it you know how she actually made a plan how to get from a management consultant to I want to row across the, the Pacific Ocean so oh. I think that's really important that people just don't see these interviews and go, well, that was great for Lee Child, but sure, I couldn't do that. I think yeah. it's important that you, that, that I think if you are going to do something like this, either as something full-time or something you want to try as a hobby first, you need a plan, you need a goal to reach. So like for, for me, older than that over, I would love to think that maybe when events come back, that I could run a small event where, with like-minded people where we could do a day of talks and why not turn these interviews into a book? that might help some people. But yeah, that, that I, would be the plan for something like this. Do you, do you think you might be able to change the zeitgeist a bit as well? Uh, I mean, um, like the marketing world seems to focus a lot on trends and like, let's say there was the hipster trend and, you know, it brought things with it like craft beer and kale 
and uh, nice coffee. It, it didn't. It did. It didn't necessarily have a soundtrack, so that didn't buy me totally. But you know, like, do you, do you think we can get away from these tropes and into more kind of like you know living the best version of your life, living the best way you can be, and and actually realizing that you know people who have experience and insight are just as as viable and important to our society. Yeah, I think there's room for both. And I think that maybe that, that that older generation have been squeezed out of the conversation, whereas there is room for that conversation. So I think that if anything, hopefully this might start a conversation about instead of celebrating youthful wins, that people can then also point towards, well, look, you know, if you didn't get your life started, you point towards the successful things. Like, you know, it's Julia Child. Uh, it's her anniversary this coming Sunday. She would have been 108. And there's a lady who, an amazing character, who didn't discover cooking until her late 30s, wrote her first cookbook in her 40s, and then was presenting TV shows in her 50s. <laughs> and, you know, and there's the amazing movie kind of uh, Julia, and, Julia and Julia that was based on that. And I think there's these brilliant... Uh, brilliant amazing people that we need to celebrate more so we can all point to the justin bieber's of the world who are very talented you know pop stars but also then we we should be able to point towards the lee childs of the world or you know the 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 julia child of the world they've got child actually is that a common denominator um, but it's <laughs> it's um we should be celebrating those people as well i think there's room for both brilliant well alan thank you very much alan swan older not over.com uh, check it out great thanks very much for your time very kind. Thanks, man.